I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, the Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel, especially at Easter. Per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome my friend, Gray Haas. Happy because I made a beatitude adjustment. Hallie, how are you? <laughs> so blessed. I love Easter. I do too. Well, I'm a little titchy right now, actually. I'm trying to adjust my attitude, but it's not going great. What's up? Well, Hallie, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but my friend Clay, Clay Mason, Mason Bannerman. Yeah, you know, I finally, and this is exciting news, I got him to come to church. <gasps> And come to the Easter service, which, you know, he, uh, I think, really enjoyed. But, um, you know, the the weird thing was he, I don't know, there's just been this weird thing between us where he keeps giving me lions. Lions? Lions. Like he's lying to you? No, no, no. He gives me lions like the animal, uh, but, you know, on cups and posters and... Oh, bits of paper and things like that. with lions on it. Right, things okay. with lions on them. And yeah. he keeps telling me, you know, I'm getting this because you collect lions. And so he's giving me, you know, over the years, like a mug with a lion on it and a, a necklace with a sort of gold lion on it. He gave me a picture of Aslan with Jesus riding on him. He gave me a Bob Marley poster with Bob Marley as a lion. I didn't really understand that one. And, you know, on our way to Easter services, he handed me this I guess for lack of a better word, it was these biker shorts with lions on them. And I finally just said, Clay, I don't get it with the lions. And he's like, you collect them. And I was like, no, I don't. You say I collect them and you give them to me. And he's like, well, because you collect them. I said, no, you started it. I never like lions. I don't know what the whole lion thing is. And then we got in this big kind of titchy fight because he claims that I collect lions and I only say I collect lions because you made me collect them. Hmm. 
anyway, uh, but I'm glad he came to church. Yeah, that's awesome. And the Easter service was so impressive. It was really, what a good one to bring him What to. a fun one. And I think he really saw the power of the work that we do here. Yeah. If any of you haven't seen it yet, uh, if you weren't in the services this weekend, um, we did 64 different services at all of our different regional campuses. It was unbelievable. And you can still watch it on YouTube, so yep, sub there. It is streaming, and uh, it was called Survivor, you know, because Jesus survived being killed by the Father. I know. And it was so awesome. And so the whole theme was that we were doing one of those reality TV show reunions, right? right. And the cool thing about this Easter service, because we have to come up with new creative programming and content every single Easter, and of course, Christmas and whatnot. And what and- is more relevant than Survivor? Oh, totally. I mean, it's had like 29 seasons. exactly. And so anywho, uh, this one was so cool because it was the first Easter ever, maybe at any church or mega church anywhere in the world, where we had an Easter without Jesus. Not a cross, not a crown, not a tomb. Yep, not a uh, an actor playing Jesus in, in torn up robes or any of it. It was... Um, all, it was docu-style, which exactly. is a very cool way of doing things now. Confessionals. Yeah. And so it was all the people who had supposedly been in the story of surviving, you know, the crucifixion, and they were talking docu-style about Jesus. And we were piecing together the story of Jesus' death and resurrection by hearing from the people who were there. It was so good. It all of the so apostles, good. Mary Magdalene. It was just really fun. And I, I think really put a fun and new twist on the the crucifixion yeah i was uh i was riding a jesus high gray i was riding it high and you must be so tired i'm exhausted after that many services but um I, you know i get invigorated by serving jesus and um i and i you know speaking of having a beatitude adjustment um I'm going to have to fix my attitude because I kind of came crashing down from my Jesus high when I finished work and all the Easter services because I went to meet with my small group called Fruitcakes. Oh, I didn't um, know it was called Fruitcakes. Yeah, I'm in a small group right now. It's like a mini series small group for nine weeks where we're, we are Fruitcakes, where we... Uh, each week we embody a different fruit of the spirit okay. and we sit around and we eat cake while, oh, that's we're, fun. while we're joyful or oh. while we are long suffering. We eat this cake. I would like that minus the cake. It's a really great small group. And so anyway, fruit cakes has just been a real bright spot of my life, of my day, of my week. I, I just always look forward to my fruit cakes. And um, I got there this afternoon ready to just like come down from working so much and be with my friends. And it turns out three different girls in my small group have had to drop out of fruit cakes because of the cake. Uh, they all have basically pre-diabetes because of COVID. It's one of the things you get from having had COVID is then you become pre-diabetic and no. you can't eat cake. And I'm like, you know what? I am so over this. I hung in there when I had to wear a mask going into Meyer just to pick up a cantaloupe, having my kids home from school. I hung in there when I had to get vaccines and I hung in there when I had to get boosters and I hung in there when, you know, I couldn't keep up with the regulations and who's this and what's that and how do we do it? And I have to have hand sanitizer in the car. And I hung in there when I lost three of my relatives all died to COVID. And I said, you know what? They're in a better place. I hung in there when I lost two of my neighbors and they died. I hung in there the whole time, but now it feels like they're coming for my cake. And if we can't have cake at my fruit cake small group, which is called fruit cakes, not just because of the fruit of the spirit, but also because we're there to eat cake. If we have now lost three members of the group and we're losing the cake, I just cannot hang in there anymore. Hallie, Jesus hung in there way longer. You know what? That's true. Sorry about the cake. Thanks, Gray. 
Okay, so I'm on week two of drinking Magic Mind every day, and honestly, I feel great. I don't have to caffeinate in the afternoon. I've been sleeping better. It's helped me stay focused and alert while I'm working on the podcast. In fact, I think Gray would be dropping some Magic Mind in his shakes every single day. Magic Mind comes in a little shot. It's packed with 12 functional ingredients that includes matcha, nootropics that make you focus, and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. It's created to be taken daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and best thing, I'm not wired. I'm inspired. Magic Mind, I think I just came up with your new slogan. Hey, give it a shot. They have a money-back guarantee. Any first purchase is refunded. No questions asked if it doesn't meet your expectations. We actually have a special offer for mega listeners from the folks at Magic Mind. Head on over to magicmind.co slash mega and use our discount code at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash mega. And thanks, Magic Mind. Jesus welcomes every man into God's family. We have a real family man today. It is my pleasure to welcome to the program Luke Blessing. How are you, my friend? It's good to see you, Allie, and good to see you, Gray. I got to say, uh, my children really are enjoying uh, your spirited conversations with them. They come, I, I, I think they might have a crush on you, but I got 17 kids, so you're going to oh, have to pick one, right? That is right. I would say you, you're you're famous around Twin Hills because you do have the largest family at uh, our campus, which it, you know is saying something with all the members that we have. And I think, I mean, I don't even know how many of your kids are in Climax, but it's, it's maybe a, a bevy or a gaggle or maybe half a dozen. I would say about 12 of them out of the 17. I don't want to be a name dropper for... Drop some uh, some some numbers on you, but uh, yeah, I got seventeen kids, and if Lavinia didn't have a prolapsed uterus, uh, we'd have a lot more, huh? So, what <laughs> leads someone to have seventeen kids? I mean, that is, you know, it's just an impressive number. Yeah, very virile. I'm going to say very honestly, I enjoy procreating. I got to say that, you know, we don't kiss before marriage. And so it's very exciting when you get a live woman in front of you for the rest of your life. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Uh, got to say, uh, I have a little bit of a competitive spirit in me. So I do enjoy having more children than someone else. I'm going to say it right now. You know, my quiver, my quiver is full. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. the Bible talks about how we are to be fruitful and multiply. And the Bible also, you know, it doesn't have a bunch of parenting tips, but I always remind my kids that the Bible does say, spare the rod, spoil the child. And that's why we're a spanking family. You know, you, 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 you don't want to spoil a kid, right? You know, the rod, the child, the whatever, you know what I mean? I, I'll give them a hearty smack, you know, but they're girls. So, you know, a hearty smack can send them flying. So I just want to be a little more careful. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah. get the point. And that's the point is that they get the point yeah. <laughs> with the, with the top of my rod and my staff, they comfort me. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. when it, when it, when they get the point. <laughs> well, kids need to know yeah. who's in charge. It makes them feel safe, you know, to have specific boundaries and to know that, you know what, that's how life works. There's going to be repercussions for your actions. You got to understand consequences before you get released out into the world. 
well, when you have 17 girls, uh, you, you know, it's very important that, uh, you take care of them. I mean, the umbrella of God go, you know, extends to first the father, you know, I mean, I'm the, I'm in charge. I gotta be in charge. So I gotta make sure that, you know, the wet goes on somebody else. You know what I mean? Not me because I gotta, you know, keep my eyes clear so I can take care of my wife and my girls, you know, I love this is all metaphor. for the glory of God, yeah. all for yeah. the glory of God. Oh, wait, would you tell yeah, us their names? A shout out. We, okay. We've got Lulu, Lacey, Lonnie, Lydia, Laurel, Laura, Lola, Loretta, Lizbeth, Louisa, Lena with two E's, uh, Layla, Lily, Lucille, Lena with one E, Le- Leia, and then Lyric, of course. Oh, so I we would have had more that. L's, but, of, you know, but unfortunately, uh, my wife has a prolapsed uterus and I'm a little upset uh, that we didn't have some quiet time together and make some more children, but... You know, we'll do our best, right? I guess first I have one big question and one smaller question. Uh, the smaller question being, how do you differentiate between Lena with two E's and one E when you're just calling them, say, for supper? I say Lena with two E's, Lena with okay, one E. Them. If okay. the two E comes and I said one E and she wasn't listening, there's going to be consequences. Okay, okay. And then I guess my other question is, you know, you've got this awesome big family of ladies and you're, you're there in the driver's seat. And I love that metaphor of you're the umbrella. And I just wanted yeah. to know really why we had you on today is because, you know, you did email us and say that you currently, you've got some big news and, and you said, <laughs> well, you said big Hollywood news in the subject oh. line. So what's the big news with, uh, with the family right now? Well, you know, the Duggars have 19 children, the Bates have 19 children, but you know, you got to capitalize on, uh, you know, God spoke to me because you got to capitalize on uh, what's happening. Let's face it. Josh Duggar is going to prison. The Duggars are done. So I went, I, I went to Los Angeles with the children in Lavinia last week. Wow. We had three motel rooms, which was pretty exciting. We stayed, uh, we stayed at the Motel 7. I don't know, you know, much about Hollywood, but I know there's a lot of highways and we stayed off yeah. of one. Uh, I think it was on the five in the center of, uh, the, the state, which was nice. Oh, okay. And I nice. did a few pitching sessions for a TV show featuring my family spreading the joy and love of God and Jesus that Christ. Sounds so, fantastic. Now, yeah. Congratulations yeah. on yeah. pitching a yeah. TV show. That's incredible. It's very exciting. Were you pitching to Christian networks or were you pitching to these more like wicked Hollywood producers? Well, you know, I, I, I wasn't exactly sure initially who I was pitching to. I was given a list of uh, places and uh, the, my first place that I landed was a, a place called BET. It was an, uh, an error on my ways. You know, but then you learn a little more. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed, I tried to pitch to Up and to TLC, they're not buying. But, you know, then again, there's YouTube channels and exciting things and down the pike, you know, uh, major networks like Netflix and uh, another one called Amazon Prime. Ooh. I've never heard of that before, but I, I thought that was fun. And uh, again, I've sent to the major networks as well, ABC, NBC, CBS. You know, a, a lot of it is a, a tape submission. But when okay. you bring the whole family in matching outfits in there to drop off your videotape, it's pretty exciting. So you go into these places and you drop off a yes. tape. Okay. I cool. certainly do. A, a solid videotape. We I, even dropped it off at that Scientology place because they've got their own t- TV station as well. I figured, you know, it might not be what we do, uh, but certainly they're spiritual and it is a religion. So it was very exciting to drop things off there as well. 
Uh, oh. We couldn't stay for a test because we were double parked. You know, I did one to two in the email that you sent. It said all inquiries can be sent through Saul Clefbaum of the Little Star Makers Agency. I mean, that sounded like you have a Hollywood agent now, which is great. Well, he reached out to us. He he saw us, I think it was two years ago, we took a, a trip to uh, Dollywood and we saw him. And uh, he was seemed like a very nice man, and he handed us his card. And since then, people call him the ambulance chaser of, of agents. And oh. so I guess he finds people, he chases them down, and uh, you're his. Yeah, because I was confused. I did hit reply on the email, and then he billed me for $25 to, to reply to him, which I didn't really understand because I, I was trying to book you on this show. I understand. And, and you know, if I, I, I will understand if you take umbrage to that and you would like me to uh, you know, give you some tokens for the Chuck E. Cheese or whatever you need Ooh. to, to be paid back. Uh, okay. you know, certainly oh, not in cash, it, but, but maybe in trade the, 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 my kids can clean your house in 15 minutes. Ooh, wow. Yeah. They come in like a swarm of locusts and just in and out. We have a hazmat cleaning business and, uh, I feel like it's important for the children to be exposed to the sins of the world. So, uh, you know, you get in, clean up some blood, get out, and uh, thank the Lord for the opportunity to serve him. I think that is a great TV show. I mean, I would be so curious to watch 17 children cleaning up these sites. Uh, it's really a great metaphor for Christ and what he's doing to us when you've got a teenager in a hazmat suit cleaning up some blood. It's almost the metaphorical equivalent of Christ, you know, spilling his blood in order to clean uh, souls up. Isn't that right? You know, yeah. the, the children are saying things that in some reason, you know, in some some respects, it's a little disturbing. Uh, I have to say that you know most of the people who've gotten murdered uh, have probably deserved it because they have not accepted Christ, you know, yeah. as their savior. Yeah. So it's a good lesson to them when they see something that oh, I, I'm just going to say it right now resembles brains on the floor. They're going to pick it up and they're going to realize you did not bring Christ into your Lord. I mean, I, I certainly am not a perfect man, but I feel like if my kids happen to see what happens when you don't bring it's almost like let's face it john f kennedy was a catholic and what happened yeah right i never thought about that well i was thinking about brains and it brought me to that i had a uh, an accident when i was 12 uh an anvil fell on my head so i i it was a little hard for me to take standardized tests but other oh. than that i'm i'm a hundred percent for the Lord. The Lord saved me and brought me back my brain. Uh, the, the whole right side of my head was crushed. Uh, but for some reason, they managed to kind of pop it out almost like a fender that gets hit. You know, they, they did something with my brain so that Lavinia would find me pleasing to the eye. Not that it was, you know, that that's necessary to accept me as the patriarchal leader of the family. I mean, the Bible says very clearly the man is the head of the household. And in your case, you know, your head was sort of half a head, and then you got the the rest of it popped back in, I guess. We popped it back, and then I went on, uh, on a mission to Honduras once I finished up my homeschooling uh, and got my certificate. I'm not sure where it's recognized in the United States, but it certainly is recognized in the church, and that's all that matters. How does someone that's get right. an anvil on the head? That almost sounds like a Looney Tunes or something. I 
wouldn't know what you mean by Looney Tunes. I'm not exactly sure what that means. We we don't watch cartoons. Um, I'm, although we do okay. watch VeggieTales a little bit. You're lucky you're not a vegetable. That's right. Now, Luke, I've taken a lot of my parenting wisdom from James Dobson out in Colorado Springs uh, in the Focus sure. on the Family curriculum. But what do you do to, keep, to, to protect the sexual purity of 17 females when, you know, these uh, these uh, boys with, you know, pole vaulting around on their erections, just trying to trip into one of your girl's, uh, you know, genitals. How do, how do you protect them? Well, obviously, we have standards of dress and codes of behavior. Uh, Lulu, Lacey, Lonnie, Lydia, Laurel, Laura, Lola, Loretta, Lizbeth, Louisa, Lena with two E's, Layla, Lily, Lucille, Lena with one E, Leia, and Lyric. They're godly women, and uh, they know that there are ramifications for not being pure, as in, you know, I, 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 you know, in the Bible, we talk about stoning a whore, right? Sure. You know, so, and, and I'm, we've got a lot of rocks on our property. I, I would, I hate to say it, but if I lost one because they were a sinful woman by stoning her, uh, I would have 16 other daughters. And if, again, if my wife didn't have a prolapsed uterus, I would, we would have 19, 20, 25 right now. I mean, we'd have oh. a lot of children. I just noticed that time too, you have a Lola and a Layla. That's, that's also, yes. those are, okay, pretty close. You know, I did want to ask <laughs> you about this, something that keeps happening at Climax and, um, I, w- I was a bit curious because your daughters oftentimes, and they are very easy to spot because they always wear the same thing. That's uh, right. They always the wear of, the same thing. Yeah. it's almost They wear, like they wear a light green t-shirt, uh, lime, we call it, a lime green t-shirt and a jean skirt that goes to the ankle. Yes. And they all wear, and they all wear flip flops. Even in the winter. Sure. Yeah, and you know something that keeps happening at climax, and I'm, I'm I don't really understand what what they're doing because they almost behave like a school of fish or something. Is they they they'll they'll sort of make a high pitched scream and they'll be like blessing storm or something, and they all sort of circle around, uh, yes. usually a boy, and and get in sort of a crazy whipped up scrum as they run around in their lime green shirts, and it is a bit intimidating, and I'm I'm not really sure what that is or what that behavior is because at times they're kind of like a pack of of animals doing that their own thing. Well, there are there. I mean, you know, they're very close. They're all related. They're all sisters. You know, same mother, same father, and they all have pretty much the same thoughts, or certainly the thoughts that you know. And if they don't have the same thoughts, I will put them in the prayer closet until they, you know, come around and they have the same thoughts. So they, if you've noticed, they finish each other's sentences almost as if they are, you know, co-joined twins or something like that, but there's 17 of them. And even the youngest one, Lyric, uh, she's only two. Lyric uh, can can do it as well as her sisters. You know, they just pull them in. They raise each other. I mean, I've got to tell you right now, since Lavinia's had a prolapsed, you know, uh, uterus, right, you Lulu that. and Lacey and Lonnie have really taken over the major raising of the other children. Okay. So when they go in a circle, it's almost an, a right to spring, like one of those dances. Dang. It's not pagan, of course. It's it's honoring Jesus. Almost like uh, how a, a squid will release some ink or an octopus will release some ink to keep them away. These girls with their high-pitched sounds are trying to keep the sound of masculinity away until I, of course, assign them. Lulu and Lacey, 
uh, are in courtships right now, certainly mandated by me. I like order in a house. And that's why we wear the same thing. That's why we do the same thing. It's why we pretty much eat almost the same things. Oh, what do you eat? A lot of ramen. Oh, yeah. I love ramen. This is making sense to me now because, yeah, I did notice whenever a a boy tries to talk to one of them, they sort of get into this frenzy and they they make the high-pitched noise and they run around until the boy, you know, either leaves or collapses or cries. Yeah. Yes. Some of them have even lost their um, bowels before. I mean, they've, they've been terrified and as well they should be because I'll hunt them down. And you know what? My daughters will clean everything up because we work for a hazmat company. Has anyone ever um, pointed out that uh, you, you had 17 girls? I mean, does anyone give you a hard time saying, oh, you couldn't put the stem on the old apple? You couldn't put the trunk on the tree or the cuke on the salad or the put a pipe on the plumbing? You D- know? Does anybody say it? I guess I've heard I'll that. tell you. I'm going to tell you right now because that's pretty um, emasculating and it's no place for you to say anything like that. But I will say this. I'm pretty competitive and I don't think that there should be another man in the house. So I oh. probably willed an XX so for every one of those sperms. you have all yep. girls. You didn't, you didn't hand over that Y chromosome, huh? Nope. Okay. okay. Not a male dog, not a male hamster or turtle in the house, nothing? Nope. Even our wow. dogs are girls. I don't want them to see dog penis. I think that's wrong. Well, something is very odd with a dog penis. I'm going to say when you see that red lipstick come out. Again, I do not think you have any right, Hallie, to mention anything about a man or a dog's appendages. That's understandable. Just circling back briefly to the TV show pitch, what is the show really about? What what would we get to see in, in the TV show? Well, you would see us in the morning. You would see uh, Lulu, Lacey, and Lonnie getting the girls up. You would see me, well, flipping my wife, you know, so she doesn't get bed sores. Um, You would see uh, prayer in the morning around our bed. Then you would see the girls getting the other girls uh, making breakfast. Then you would see us all get into the van and go over to whatever hazmat site we have that day, whether it be a murder or a double murder or a double murder suicide, uh, double murder suicide, a drowning, uh, a bunch of stuff. Sometimes we have to clean out a pool. Sometimes we have to just clean out a garage. You know, you never know. I'm sorry. I didn't realize your wife was uh, bedridden. We have a striker frame. It's a frame that my wife sits inside like she's the center of a sandwich. And we turn it uh, every couple of hours to make sure that, you know, so sometimes she's facing the ground, but I always put the Bible so that she can see it. But so she actually has from 17 pregnancies, she's now completely bedridden. Yes. uh, It's not just a prolapsed uterus. Something happened where I don't know if it's ribs. I don't know what lady parts are. I'm not going to get dive into that, but there's something below there that just didn't work anymore, whether it was a spinal issue. She can stand, but we'll have to kind of, her legs just kind of dangle. And I'm not saying that uh, I don't love my wife because I love my wife, but there are needs that a man needs. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little, I'm going to say sometimes I'm a little frustrated, but then I remember Jesus and I, you know, comfort myself with Matthew 13 and I'll be fine. Sower of the seeds. Oh, that's oh, what a great parable. Uh, that's for... you, Luke. You're sowing your seeds so many times. Well, I was. I was. And then the seeds just, you know, if you use them a year after the expiration date, sometimes they don't, you know, uh, what's it called again? Germinate. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I sound a little angry. Uh, again, when you can't sow your seed 
in the way that God intended, uh, you can get frustrated. I'm full of seed. Yeah. Have you ever considered adoption? Why? I, um... I got kids that look like me and look like my wife. The people might call them vanity babies. I'm calling them children of the of children of the Lord. Someone actually called them the other day children of the corn. You know what I had with me? A softball bat. You know what happened? Yep. Okay. I, I think it's such a shame that you couldn't, you know, fulfill your dream of having more kids. But speaking as a mom who has uh, carried kids to term, you know what? I had never thought of it, but I, I didn't have a great time being pregnant. And I have found motherhood in general extremely challenging as well. But uh, I, I, I've, got, I've got girls too. And, you know, girls are tough oh, to yeah. raise. They're sensitive. What are your ages of your girls? Well, they're all younger than my teenage son. And, um, man, I, I'm just trying to get through these, you know, teenage years. First, you think we just got to get out of the diapers years, you know, and then yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, we got to get out of the teen years. How many do you have in diapers right now, Luke? Uh, one, two, three, f- four plus Lavinia. And are you the type of uh, engaged father who gets in there, rolls up your shirt sleeves and uh, does the diapers and throws them in the diaper, Jeannie? Or do you mostly leave that to your wife? Oh, no. Lavinia can't. Again, Lavinia can't leave the bed. Uh, she can she can change a child when she's flipped on her uh, stomach. You know, you just put one underneath her. But otherwise, it's Lulu, Lacey and Lonnie's job to change the dyes. As a matter of fact, uh, Lucille can change her own diaper, which is pretty exciting. Well, it's okay. been so nice speaking with you, Luke, and we just pray for you. And oh, my goodness. And- oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What? Little Star Makers Agency uh, just texted me. There is a well, we put a little fish in a pond and, and we're going to we're going to make some uh, fish and loaves and wishes coming true, I think, because. We just got our videotape into Magnolia Network, which was really difficult to do. Chip and Joanna Gaines are very busy all the time, but I think we might be taking a road trip to Waco to pitch a little more. So, wish us luck. Demo day. Luke Blessing was played by Susan Messing. She's such a dreamboat, and I love her with my whole heart. Follow her at Messing Susan. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>